police in the morning. From the mind behind Evangelion comes a hit larger than life when a massive guild monster emerges from the deep and tears through the city. A government scrambles to save its citizens. A ragtag team of volunteers cuts through a web of red tape to uncover the monster's weakness and its mysterious ties to a foreign superpower. But time is not on their side. The greatest catastrophe to ever befall the world is about to evolve right before their very eyes. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie B-movie Bros. Bros. Here we be to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are the week four of Kaiju part whatever the fuck month. Part three. Because that's what Paul likes to do for his birthday. Because who doesn't like giant monsters? And a movie Paul's been wanting to watch for a very long time. Shin Godzilla by Hideki Anno, the creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion. So combining two things I really like. So, you heard what the back of the DVD case had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Paul, go ahead and get us started. Alright, let's start with the top today. Alright, number three. I really liked how this this, uh, film showed a realistic depiction of how a giant monster attack would probably be handled if it happened in real-life Tokyo. It shows all the politics and complications and red tape and bureaucracy that happens with every kind of major disaster, and no one was really portrayed as, like, uh, being just really, like, evil or just really dumb. Everybody seemed to be making the best decision that they thought at the time. Like, it, they show the, um, the Prime Minister making a lot of um, really difficult decisions, and you... Even if you don't agree with him, you can tell that he's, like, doing the best he can with the situation that nobody really saw coming. So, I, I like that. I wouldn't have expected anything less from the creative Evangelion. Number two. During the scene where Godzilla storms Tokyo in its um, fourth and final form, they start playing the uh, original Godzilla theme, and I, I thought that was really cool. It was um, very reminiscent and very... Um, very appreciated. Yeah, they, they played that theme a couple of times through the movie. They played it at the very end of the film, too. It was just very cool. We had an unexpected person in the house, like, come into the room during one of the times, and they were like, wow, I really like this. What, you know, what, what is this from? And I was like, Gojira. this is actually the original theme from the 1954 Gojira film. Like, yeah, I think and it was she was like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah, it was, it was really nice. And just that scene of him, like, attacking the city as full Godzilla, it was, um, it was really cool to see. Number one, Godzilla's final form is just fucking amazing. He's just gigantic, unstoppable, just just killing machine, and he can basically wipe out an entire city with his one atomic breath. He's just, from going from this, like, weird-looking lizard thing, like, like, bumping into buildings and, like, and just being goofy to just the giant Godzilla we all know and love, it was a nice transition when you finally get to that the real Godzilla. I mean, I don't, I don't know about the Godzilla we all know and love. I mean, every every time I saw his arms, I could only think of the, the trailer for Meet the Robinsons with the T-Rex. Tiny little arms. And a big head. And little arms. Like, I mean, he didn't need his arms to do anything, but they were they were so tiny and, like, ineffectual for anything. Like They grew a little bit. A little bit, Paul. I mean, they start out as, like, these little nubs and everything, so he's getting there. He'll probably... If, if he's... If he didn't completely die, I'm sure, like, his next form will have, like, huge biceps, and he'll just start, like, boxing, uh, 
buildings and shit. Like Dollar. a giant fucking kangaroo. So, for me, number three, the CGI in this film, even for 2016 standards, is fucking abysmal. And it is fantastic. I love a lot of times when movies have outdated CGI. And this is one of the times where it just it, it's just hilarious and awesome all at the same time. Godzilla's first form looks horrible, but the CGI being so out of touch with the reality around it just makes it so much better. Um, and even for, like, the tanks and the bullet trains and the helicopters, everything looks so out of place and comical, but serious, like, all at once. And I love it. Like, I, ju I just love when shit like that comes together. Number two. The second hour of this film, this this film is literally two hours long. Like It's like two hours and six seconds or something. The second hour is really good. Like, things pick up. The first hour is kind of slow. And then you hit... It's, it's like the 54, 56-minute mark. And the film just, like, hits overdrive and fucking shit happens. And, and people are talking, like, in meaningful ways and not just, like, bureaucracy that holds everything up. Stuff, shit gets done and stuff blows up that kind of goes with the um the theme of the having the original theme too because one i think it was at that point when they show godzilla invading the city and they're playing that music that's where everything just like goes off the rails that's when the real godzilla film begins and number one gojira is one badass motherfucker he takes all kinds of punishment attacks explosives bullets, buildings, and keeps on destroying shit. You know, spoiler alert, it's not till the very end of the movie, which, I mean, you kind of figure if you're watching a Godzilla movie, that either he's going to be everybody's friend, or they're going to take him down somewhere. But it takes until the very end for them to get him down. He just keeps on trucking. He's like the Energizer Bunny on fucking steroids. Destroy, 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 and it is awesome. Hell yeah. So on to the bottom three, so number three, I don't necessarily think it was bad, but the first form of Godzilla is just so goofy looking. He's got these like googly eyes, he looks like he's made from, he looks like he's um, a deflated um, like um, float from the Thanksgiving Day Parade, it's, uh, it's so goofy looking. It is kind of scary looking in some ways, because it's so uncanny valley and it's um really weird, but it's it's so goofy, and he's just like derping around the city, bumping into buildings. It's like I I'd be so embarrassed to get killed by that thing. Like I, if I'm gonna get killed by a kaiju, it better be like Godzilla or like fucking like King Ghidorah or something cool like that. Not like that thing. It's, it's really when you think about it, it's like remember those things that's like a vaguely human like. Pin, like a, a bowling pin shaped human body that was like tan and you squeezed it and the eyeballs bulged out of it and had the fucking red horns coming out the side. It's like fucking that thing but covered in like rock. Like that's what the initial Godzilla looks like in this movie and it's fucking stupid. And there are lizards that like and reptiles that like legitimately do look like that or similar to that but it, it just looks so weird. The, that one scene where it's like Climbing on top of a building and like destroying it was like very well done. That was actually pretty cool. But those fucking googly eyes, man. They're just so fucking goofy. Alright, number two. 
So, I personally enjoyed this version of Godzilla. It was very different with Godzilla constantly evolving and all that. But I can kind of see where some people wouldn't be all that interested in a, in a film, a Godzilla film that was just so different from the others. This is a very different portrayal of Godzilla, even in his final form, where he's got that weird, like, even though it was cool, he's got this weird opening mouth and everything that look, makes him look like an alien. Um, he's, like, shooting lasers out of his tail and his back. It's like, it was cool, but it, it's very different from, like, classic Godzilla, and I can see why some people wouldn't really like that very much. Paul, you know the only thing I could think of at the end of this movie when the, uh, the woman who wanted to be the U.S. president and the other person were talking? That's the only right. thing I could think of was Godzilla, like, in his shell going, This isn't even my final form! <laughs> the Frieza of Godzilla. <laughs> Freezilla. Freezilla. And number one. So, this... Probably isn't a fair criticism. I, this was one of the most realistic and, like, I'd say one of the most serious, oh, definitely one of the most serious Godzilla movies, but it, it had some, like, interesting themes. It was more, um, I, I guess mature would be the term, but, I mean, it is created by Hideki Anno, the guy who made Evangelion. I was, I don't know what I was expecting. I was expecting something like, you know, with a bunch of metaphors and, you know, um, watercolor pictures and shit like that. And I, I, I can't say I was disappointed, but I, I was just expecting something a little more, maybe? I don't know. It's hard to, like, know that this is made by Hideki Anno and not expect just something just absolutely, absolutely bizarre. It's one of those things where, like, because of who it was made by, you expect it to be very deep and thought-provoking, but fortunately and unfortunately, it's very straightforward and thought-provoking. Like, you really don't have to delve into it to see what the meaning is or to try and figure it out. Like, it, it, it spells it out for you, but it's still, like I said, it's still thought-provoking, but it's not, like, trying to fuck with your mind at the same time. It's like, here you go, man. Here's your brain. It's, like, no one's going to be watching this um, and debating, like, the meaning behind, I don't know, Godzilla's tail shooting lasers for the next 20 years. Well, it's obviously it's a, a phallic symbol. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, what does Godzilla represent? Like, I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's kind of, it's like the original where he's, like, meant to be, like, a natural disaster, possibly, like, the, the um, effects of nuclear radiation and things like that. But it's not much deeper than that. There's nothing really under the surface or no, like, religious symbolism or if there was, I missed it. But, like, no one's gonna be like, oh, man, like, what did that mean, you know? What did that one line that person say, like, mean, like, 20 years later? And Which is fine, but I don't know. I was... I guess part of me was expecting something like that. No, I, just, I just can't wait for the sequel where Godzilla fights the 18 angels. So, for me, number three... The film did not end in watercolor paintings. There was there was nothing abstract, nothing that I really had to figure out. It was it was spelled out for me, and a lot of times I'm like okay with that fact, like when a movie's straightforward. But coming from Hidekiano, I was I, I wanted something that I had to figure out. Godzilla did not start the third impact, even if there was blood in the um in the ocean. <laughs> Number two, 
there's way too much of this film where Sile is just meeting and talking. I mean, I mean the 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 politicians and the prime Nerf. minister just kind of like talking. It's it's a whole bunch of talking heads. It's like watching the news for two hours, and you're like, okay, can we talk about something different, or can we get a feel good story or something? Like nothing really happens. It's just all bureaucracy and red tape. I do have to say, I was glad that like there was no scene where somebody's like, oh well, we can't do this. That's like. Even though this will save everybody and my idea will get everyone killed. It's like, no one was arrogant about it. Everybody yes, they did, very... Paul. When the when Godzilla was in its derpy form and they were like, there's one civilian in the way. Should we fire missiles? And they were like, no, there's a civilian. And Yeah, but that was, that was, you can tell, like, listening to the prime minister was a difficult decision. He's, like, unprepared for what's going on. It wasn't like just being stupid for the sake of being stupid. It was like, how do we, like, seriously do this? And it was, I kind of felt for the guy. Like, I, I actually genuinely like the prime minister in this. Yeah, I he, usually hate all world leaders. He was he was actually a really good guy. I mean, I, 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 I agree. You know, you got you got to take steps and you got to look at everything from a different angle. But uh, number one, there is no way else for me to look at this. The initial fucking Gojiro is so fucking stupid. Little derpy tadpole fucking shitting on buildings and stumbling around like an idiot, like bleeding all over the place from its gills. And then, uh, that's not even it. That's not even it. The the fucking tail. The bleeding was pretty. That goddamn tail was so (laughs) stupid. It was like fucking Goku's tail. It's got a mind of its own, and it's just later on in the movie. Spoiler alert, people! The tail has its own fucking atomic breath because that's what tails do. Tails breathe and they shoot fucking laser beams and shit. And fuck you, you know, Godzilla's tail never did shit to anybody. Why now? It, it looks like a, a lot of buildings. It, but. it looked like the fucking Willy the One-Eyed Wonder Weasel. It was a fucking penis ejaculating all over the city with fucking atomic lasers. It was stupid. Cut it off. Get rid of it. Small tail. Laser breath from the mouth. I are Godzilla, guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I hate that tail. It's, it is it is really... like there, there are so many things that I don't like about the evolutions of Godzilla in this movie. From the, the tiny arms to the fucking splitting mouth. But above all, that tail is so goddamn stupid and aggravates me to no end. Like, I, I don't even know why, but I just, I hate that tale. I think first form uh, Godzilla in this movie was um, Manila's real father. So he's so fucking goofy looking. Well, let's, let's, let's get me away from the tale and have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. I'll get us started with, the sea is boiling. It's not volcanic activity. It smells a little rank. Gojira is the most evolved organism on the planet. We must exterminate it now. Truly a god incarnate. Maybe we can rebuild the town with its carcass. I'd lose credibility as a biologist. That is this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote with this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time, friends, for our final take. Remember, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10 as well. I have to say, Shin Godzilla is the story of a disabled Godzilla rising up from hardship and destroying everything in its wake to achieve its goal, only to be downtrodden by the normies. A very slow start and so much pickup after the first hour make this a rather enjoyable Godzilla film. The abysmal CGI, destruction, and reimagining slash modernization of the original Godzilla works very well. 
If only it weren't for the early version of Godzilla in this film, it would be near amazing. But alas, every movie needs its faults. That, that, was, that was beautiful. That was absolutely amazing. The Shin Godzilla portrays a kaiju attack from a, the perspective of the citizens of Tokyo and the government trying to stop it. In the style of the original Gojira from 1954, Godzilla is an unstoppable force of nature that can strike at any moment, destroying everything in its path and leaving fear and terror in its wake. Unlike previous depictions, this version of Godzilla was constantly was constantly evolving, morphing into larger and more deadlier versions of itself, making it nearly impossible to prepare against. It's a different take on Godzilla that deviates from the classic depiction in ways that may be off-putting for, for some fans. However, it's definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of the King of Monsters or just kaiju in general. It's come to that time, friends, where we need to tell you how to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll get some drinking games for this film. Remember, friends, drink responsibly. This way you can drink away the, the, the memory of the first schedule in this film. Number one. Every time a vehicle is destroyed, take a drink. Number two. Every time explosives are used on Godzilla, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone is speaking English, take a drink. Number four, anytime someone talks about Godzilla being superior to man, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Kaiju Month, every time you hear a kaiju's name, take a drink. Every time the Prime Minister has to make a decision, take a drink. Every time Godzilla evolves, take a drink. Every time Godzilla bleeds, take a drink. And every time someone mentions radiation, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at gmail.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com to bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats from our website bmoviebros.com where we have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. Well, let's... We've come to the end of week four. The end of the month. Kaiju. Part three. Let's rank the movies we've seen. Uh, I'm going to do it real quick. Var and the Unbelievable at number four. Var and the Forgettable is more likely. Number three, Monster from Green Hell. Giant Wasps and, um, I think, Explosives. Number two, Space Amoeba. Several different kaiju. Some excitement. People actually fight against the kaiju and win. Number one, Shin Godzilla. The second hour picks up. Godzilla, badass. Fuck people. Godzilla for the win. Paul? Our number four, Monster from Green Hell. It was... Boring, stupid, and I, I, the only thing I really remember is the giant wasp. Number three, Var and the Unbelievable. It was also boring and stupid, but, you know, I mean, it had a giant monster that was in, that's technically part of the Godzilla-verse, so that's kind of cool, I guess. Spiky Godzilla. Yeah. Discount Spiky Godzilla. Number two, Space Amoeba. That was, it was actually pretty cool. Like, literally anything could become a kaiju. You had, like, giant turtle fighting giant crab. It was neat. But number one, Shin Godzilla, which was a very interesting take on Godzilla. They did a lot of cool things with it. And even though I'm disappointed that Ava Unit 1 didn't fight Godzilla, and Godzilla didn't start the third impact, it was a genuinely a very fun film, and I, there was a lot to appreciate. Well... Since it's the end of January, that means a new month is upon us, and that'll be February. And we always like to celebrate February with, you know, love and kindness and all that's good in the world. And what better describes love than, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That sounds nice. So, we'll be having beauty is in the eye of the beholder month, 
where everything will be in the first-person perspective, and we'll start out with none other than the 2013 horror action film, Hotel Inferno. Oh my. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next one. I'll see you in a little bit.